Well, hey, and welcome back to the Donovan Adkisson Show, or if this is your first time, welcome to the Donovan Adkisson Show. I am your humble host, Donovan Adkisson. And uh, in this episode, I want to talk about an article I came across this morning that the title was, was sort of interesting. Gen X is not the Trumpiest generation. And the reason why it piqued my curiosity is I am Gen X myself. I was born in 1970. I'm 53. And I have maybe less than the number of friends that I can count on one hand that are Gen X. And the first two that come to mind, one is just barely Gen X. He missed it by a year. He was he, he's he's considered a young Gen Xer. Uh, the other one is roughly two or three years behind me. And honestly, out of the two, only one of them I know for certain was a Trump supporter. Now, whether he is still a Trump supporter or not, I haven't really bothered to find out because as good of friends as we have been in the past uh, to the point that I would I did consider him my my ride ride or die friend, that level of friend. You know the old joke, which friend is it that you would consider your best friend that if you got in jail then that you could call and they'd come get you out? And the point of that is, well, my best friend would be in there with me. <laughs> so he's that kind of guy. I mean, we've we've grown apart over the years because, you know, situation, job related stuff, life, et cetera, et cetera. But he was always a diehard Republican. And this was back before the Republican Party had lost its way, gone off the rails, uh, become a cult, essentially. And he did support Trump. I'm pretty I know for a fact he voted for him in 26. I'm I'm going to suspect that he voted for him in 2020. So, yeah, I don't that's the reason why this one kind of, I guess, piqued my curiosity. So I'm going to summarize the article, which full transparency most of the time when I read these summaries, I have summarized it with chat GPT, just so you know. I'm I'm not that good at summarizing these things. I've always thought I did a pretty good job, but um, this makes production go a hell of a lot faster. So anyway, here's the summary of the article over at the Washington Post. The idea that Generation X or Gen X is the most enthusiastic supporter of Donald Trump or Trumpism has been debated, but analysis of various data sources suggest otherwise. While some polls have shown Gen X to be more supportive of Trump relative to President Biden, a deeper examination reveals a more nuanced picture. Looking at data from the American National Election Studies, known as the ANES, conducted in 2016 and 2020, it becomes clear that older voters were generally more supportive of Trump than younger ones. This trend of shifting left as respondents get younger is consistent, and Gen X does not stand out as particularly pro-Trump. Pew Research Center's assessment of the vote also aligned with this pattern, showing that the oldest Americans, not Gen X, tend to be the more supportive of, or tend to be the most supportive of Trump. Now, I'm going to break away from the summary here and say, yeah, the older people that I know that that are in my life, like my in-laws, hell, even my definitely my parents, specifically my dad. Now. My dad died before Trump really came on the scene. But something tells me, knowing my dad and 
knowing his proclivities toward race and just he's old school. That's all I can say, or he was. He's very old school now. He's dead. But um, he would have voted for Trump in 2016. Dad passed away in 2013. So again, he never got the opportunity. But I'm I'm a I'm a hundred percent certain that he would have voted for Trump. He definitely would not have voted for Hillary. Not only because she was a Democrat, but I'm fairly certain he wouldn't have voted for her because she was a woman. And that's sad to say. I I know my in-laws are also pro-Trump, or at least they were. Um, So we'll, you know, we'll see. Uh, I do believe it is the older crowd. It's the 60-plus-year-olds that definitely, 60 and 70s, I've seen that, that really, really seem to be part of the MAGA cult. Or you've got some younger people that just don't know what the fuck is going on, and they're just riding this train for some reason. You see this in a lot of interviews where uh, there were some interviews at the the Iowa State uh, shindig, and the people that they talked with about why they would continue to support Trump make absolutely no damn sense because they don't know and they don't care what is in these indictments. They literally are Fox News cultists right along with MAGA cultists. That, that's the only place they get their news is from Fox News or OAN or Newsmax. And they they listen to what they're being told, what they're being spoon-fed. They don't take it upon themselves to go do their own research and go, oh, wait. This guy really did try to overthrow democracy. And personally, I don't care if you agree with that or not, because if you disagree with with the fact that he did attempt to overthrow democracy, you are absolutely 100% wrong, and you do not have a fucking clue what actually happened. I don't understand how you can't, but that's that's between you and whoever you believe is your creator. Now, back to the summary. Even when voting is not considered, support for Trump correlates with age. The ANES data shows that older generations have warmer feelings toward Trump on average, with this trend remaining consistent from 2016 to 2020. Well, side note here, that's probably because he's in their age group. Now, that doesn't explain, actually, it does kind of explain, because Biden is an anomaly. He's not, he's, he's not a raging progressive by any stretch of the imagination. He's He's really what I would consider a conservative Democrat. He just barely does lean to the left a little bit. He's not all for these excessively far left-leaning ideologies, and neither am I. I'm, I'm more left of center. All right, back to the summary. Recent polls have su- that have suggested Gen X is Trumpier than other cohorts may be influenced by sample size and how generational boundaries are defined. Gen X, which ranges from 43 to 58 years old in 2023, doesn't cleanly overlap with the age group used in some polls to represent Gen X. I mean, side note, that that would be an issue. If you're not getting the appropriate demographic that you're trying to get your sample from, then uh, your data is going to be skewed. Your results are going to be skewed. In summary, while there may be some variation in Trump support within generations, The overall trend suggests that older generations, particularly the silent generation and older, tend to be more supportive of Trump than Gen X. Gen X appears to be positioned between the larger baby boomer generation and the younger millennial and Gen Z generations, making it neither the strongest nor the weakest Trump supporter among age groups. 
And of course, I will link to the full article in the show notes. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a fluff piece, I think. It, it really doesn't, it's not that telling. Again, like I said, from my own perspective, being a southern white male, I'm in south central Georgia, and the people that I associate with that are in my age group or older and younger, because my kids are not Trump supporters at all. We raise them to be critical thinkers. We raise them to question everything, sometimes to, to, to our own chagrin when they won't take our hard-earned life experience as gospel, they'll basically, as I think the joke has, we no longer have street cred. And I mean, times do change. I get that. So, yeah, the younger generations that I know of, particularly those related to me, are generally more left-leaning. So they're, they're going to go for Democratic candidates. They see Trump for what Trump is. He's a grifter. He's a con artist. He's self-absorbed. He, he's egotistical. He lies. He is a constant liar. And it's so sad for me to see people that I know, people that I care about, fall into that trap, that believing that what Trump says, everything that comes out of his mouth is true, when nothing that comes out of his mouth is true. Well, with one exception, when he He stood there on stage and said that, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember if he said, I love the uneducated or I I love the the non-educated. I'm not entirely sure. And the reason why he does is because that group of people, they're not stupid. They're just gullible. And someone who doesn't have a college degree isn't uneducated or non-educated. You can be educated in the ways of the world. You can be educated if you do your own research and, and you do your own analysis and you consume every everything that you can on both sides of an issue. It's just that it's those people that take, they, they latch on to one particular party or one particular group or one particular person and every single thing that is that is told to them is the gospel because how can it be anything else? And they, they won't get out of their comfort zone and and actually look at anything else. And and I that's the only way I can reconcile how people that I that I do know that I that I've known for a very long time that that I consider friends and that I care about can fall into the trap of believing in someone like Donald Trump. There was a there was a recent I think CBS did it or what have you and you've probably seen this where they they essentially ask people, who do you, out of this grouping of people, basically, who do you believe is going to be telling you the truth? And the sad thing is, 71% of the respondents said Trump. Only like 41 or 42% said their clergy, their their pastor or whatever. So of these people that were asked, they believed, and 71% of them believed that Trump would be telling them the truth over anybody else. That is sad and that is scary. And I don't, what I would love to be able to see is how many of those people are Gen Xers. That would be, that would be interesting. But I don't know. I know as a Gen Xer, and I know my wife as a Gen Xer, we do not support Trump at all. As I've said, he's, he's a con man. He's a grifter. And he only cares about himself. And the only reason why he wants 
to get back into the White House is he got a taste of that power, and he's hoping that it's his one ticket of being able to get out from under these indictments. 91 counts so far spread across four indictments. And granted, the one that he really needs to be concerned about is the one down here in Georgia. I'm not really sure. I mean, the whole documents thing, I'm not really sure what they can do in that regard. If he had just turned the documents back over, then no, he wouldn't even be facing that one. But he didn't. And he did break some laws, I believe, in in that particular case, because he had some highly top secret uh, confidential information that he was just willy-nilly sharing with folks. So, yeah, espionage. But now the one here in Georgia, uh, you know, if you even if you like Trump, if you dig into all the information that is available, look at the indictment. It's not difficult to see that he was attempting to subvert the will of the people. Whether he honestly believed that there was election fraud or not is irrelevant in my mind, and hopefully it's relevant in the eyes of the law, because the steps that he took, whether he believed it, are no different than the steps that he would have taken if he knew it was untrue but was still trying to hold on to power. The end goal was the same. He was trying to get votes found. He was trying to coerce people. They had slates of fake electors. He was subverting the will of the people. He was attempting to take away those of us who actually voted for Joe Biden, you know, 7 million more than those that voted for Trump, to negate our vote. And you know, at the end of the day, he was just butthurt that he lost because he doesn't like to be seen as a loser. And I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Donald Trump hates to be seen as a loser, and he'll do everything in his power to make sure that he is not seen as a loser, even when he is a loser. Now, speaking about the the Georgia case, all of the defendants have until the 25th, I believe, to... Uh, report and turn themselves in. I think I saw earlier this morning where Trump said he's going to be there on Thursday. But um, there's an article over on the Hill where it talks about how the court limits Trump's social media use. And this has been a constant ongoing problem, even with Judge Chutkin in, in D.C. Now, in my opinion, she has not brought the hammer down on him like she should have, which unfortunately makes me start to question her her uh, veracity and the teeth that she has to, to go against him. But uh, summarized from this article, again, over at the Hill, former President Trump's social media use has been limited by a court order in connection to a 13-count indictment in Georgia related to efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Fulton County Superior Judge Scott McAfee signed an order prohibiting Trump from contacting co-defendants or witnesses except through their attorneys. The order also bans him from intimidating them, including through social media posts. The restriction comes as a response to concerns about potential witness intimidation. Trump has been uh, Trump has previously been rather warned to limit his social media use in other legal cases. The order also set a two hundred thousand dollar bond for Trump, who confirmed he would turn himself into Georgia authorities in a truth social post. And granted, some people are like, why only $200,000? Well, he's not really a flight risk. 
mean, Bond is is um, is simply there to if you're a flight risk. He's surrounded by Secret Service, and uh, I don't believe that Secret Service would let him abscond out of the country. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 duty bound to protect the former president of the United States, but their loyalty also directly is connected to the Constitution of the United States. And so if he did attempt to run, I don't think he'd get very far. So the $200,000 is not a big deal. I don't I don't care about that. What I do like is the fact that Judge McAfee is basically putting, putting the ban hammer on Trump and saying, you need to behave because Trump's doing everything he can to try his cases in the public square. And if he can taint the jury pool, then that makes it very difficult for the prosecutors to do their jobs. So we'll we'll have to see how this plays out. But uh yeah, by the end of the week we will we'll know how this goes and there's speculation that even if he violates this stuff, no judge really wants to remand him to a uh to a holding cell. Personally, I think some of them somebody whether it's Chutkin and I mean she's a woman or McAfee, they need to have they need to grow a pair. They need to have some balls and put this son of a bitch in his place and let him know that just because he's a former president, he he is accused of some heinous crimes, and he should not be treated any differently than you or I if we'd been in a similar situation. That's my opinion. But what is yours? What do you, Are you a Gen Xer? And if so, where do you fall in the political spectrum? Are you a, a, a Trump supporter? A Trump light supporter, or are you a raging MAGA cultist? And yes, if you are part of the MAGA crowd, you are a cult. Uh, Jesse Dollimore uh, has stated that. If you can go and look up his YouTube videos, uh, I agree with him. Anybody that is that considers themselves part of MAGA, you are in a cult. But I'd like to hear from you. You can uh, you can call and leave a voicemail. That number is seven six two three two five. 1313-762-325-1313. Or if email is more your speed, the email address is show at donovanadkissen.com. Again, that is show, S-H-O-W, at donovanadkissen.com. Love to hear from you. If you're a Gen Xer or not, just where do you, where are you on this? Love to hear from you. So until next time, behave yourselves, hug and kiss your loved ones, and I'll talk to you soon.